The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemanski, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today's guest is personal chef Tom Herndon, and today we're going to be talking about team building through cooking. Here's a little bit about Chef Tom. He's the owner of Hip Kitchen in San Francisco, and he has been preparing meals for friends and family for nearly 40 years. He decided to cook for a living, and in 2008, he became a personal chef. He provides weekly healthy meal services for busy families around the Bay Area, and his specialty is cooking for people with food allergies and sensitivities. He also teaches cooking classes and does corporate team building events for such companies as Salesforce, Comcast, and Kaiser. Cooking classes are his favorite service because it allows him to connect with people over a great meal which is one of his passions, and he leads culinary tours in Europe. Chef Tom, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Kathleen. Great to be here. Good. I thought we lost you there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might be out for a bite to eat or something. (laughs) Did you hear my response? I don't know if you got it or not. I heard heard a little bit of air there, but anyway, let's move forward. So I've been lucky enough to attend several of Tom's team-building cooking classes, and and he also catered a very special occasion for me, which was a breakfast brunch. So... Tom, I have to say, went way beyond and above the call of duty because our our, our wedding brunch was, like, I don't even know if you could use the word brunch in this particular case because it was a sunrise <laughs> wedding. So do you mind if I quickly tell that story? No, go ahead. That was quite the adventure. It was quite the adventure. Well, first of all, you know, just kind of weaving in, you know, what I do, obviously, is we used, you know, date selection. So, you know, that's something that can be done with the Time Blazer business management system. And, and, you know, after matching my husband and my astrology charts together, we selected a good day and time. And it was based on stability, happiness, and, of course, prosperity. So to choose a good date, you need to know the criteria for best results. And a wedding date is like a, a legal binding event, just like any business partnership, you you know, you need to, you know, figure out what the criteria is. And that is what date selection is all about, finding the criteria for milestone events. And that's going to, you know, doing the right thing at the right time is going to be your key to success. Now, we had two dates to choose from in 2013. One was October 31st. And for those listening around the world, that's Halloween in the United States. And so I didn't really want a bunch of guests in masquerade showing up. So the other date, 
was July 4th at 5 a.m. And so we had special special foods cooked by Tom and his sous chef. They were like gluten-free, dairy-free, and they were so delicious. And what time did you arrive at our home? Because we had our, our wedding ceremony in our backyard. It was it was magnificent. I but what time? Got, I, I think my fellow chef and I arrived around 4 a.m. Well, there you go. And it well, thank you for doing that. Uh, I was a bit who, who of a... Am I to, who, who am I to argue with the feng shui master? <laughs> and the bride. <laughs> and the bride especially. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get those two uh, riled up. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, it really was an incredible experience to be treated so well by you. Um, and, you know, I, what a better team building than putting a marriage together in such a beautiful way with food. So let's start with... Where did you come up with the name Hitch, Hip Kitchen? Well, uh, when I first started my personal chef business, I actually called it Full Fridge. Because mm. that's pretty much what people got. They got a refrigerator full of food. And I was pretty successful for a couple of years and was approached by a local nutritionist by the name of Willie Victor, who you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, her company is called Essentials for Health. She helps heal people from the inside out by taking away the foods that they eat that are causing them inflammation. So she told me that her clients are often confused about how to cook the foods, uh, the kinds of foods they love without things like gluten and dairy and soy and shellfish. And, you know, depending on the person, they might have multiple allergies. So they were having trouble how to figure out how to do that and make their new diet work. And she asked if I could help. And I said, yes. So I had to figure out pretty fast how to make the food taste and look uh, as good as possible so that the clients, you know, the kind of foods that the clients were used to eating, but having to replace some of the normal ingredients with foods that are safe. After a couple of years of doing that and getting back a lot of positive feedback, Willie and I uh, formed a new company and we called it Hip Kitchen and Hip. Uh, H-I-P-P is actually short for Hippocrates. Hippocrates was a uh, Greek philosopher who was famous for saying, let food be your medicine, uh, which means you can help heal yourself from all kinds of sicknesses by paying attention to what you're eating. And that's exactly what Willie and I were doing, so it was a perfect name. And we shortened it to Hip Kitchen because it was much easier to remember, and people really liked it. And now Hip Kitchen belongs to me, and I continue to work with Willie's clients as well as many others. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the, you know, when, when you know, a few years back, or at least to my recollection, I guess my recollection is when I realized that I have some of those food sensitivities. And then, you know, one of the things that you taught me through your cooking classes that, you know, my husband and I are, are foodies, and you still can be a foodie, you just have to make smarter food choices, and you still can have eloquent elegant, eloquent, nutritious, delicious, appealing, you know, sensuous foods that you just stay away from the ones that harm you and make you ill. And that, that, was, a hard, that was a hard bridge for um, us and I'm sure many people. That's exactly right. Um, people, when they're often people, when they're put on a restricted diet, they have a sense of deprivation. And in my experience, that's so not true. It's just like you illustrated yeah, well, I can tell you, <laughs> if you're eating at <laughs> Chef Tom's Kitchen, you are not deprived <laughs> in any shape or form. Um, so tell me about your background as a cook. Well, I've been cooking since I was a teenager, so it's been a few years, um, and I'm completely self-taught. 
some of the more famous chefs on the planet never actually went to culinary school, but they learned by just practicing a lot. People gave me lots and lots of positive feedback as I was growing up and cooking for my family and friends, and I just kept getting better. Um, I became a foodie before that word even existed. But, you know, I love reading cookbooks. I love cooking food from all over the world. I love experimenting with new recipes. I recently reduced my collection of cookbooks to a mere 125. Um, Cooking for people with food allergies has taught me especially how to be uh, really creative as a chef. I can... I can look at a recipe now, and in my mind, I can quickly think of a dozen alternate versions of that recipe. I had to learn about these things called flavor profiles. You know how you can tell if a dish is from Mexico or from Italy by their own unique flavor? Well, those unique flavors are called flavor profiles. It's how you know you're eating um, hot and sour soup and not clam chowder. But if you put chocolate and clam chowder, you have changed the flavor profile, and it's just not the same experience. So working with um, people with food allergies and on a restricted diet, my job is to make the food they can eat, uh, as I said, as tasty as possible and uh, so that they won't get bored because, you know, on a restricted diet, if you're eating the same thing over and over again, it gets pretty boring. We eat every day. It could be a very emotional experience. So knowing my way around the different flavor profiles, practicing recipes all over the world, and paying attention to giving people lots of choices, uh, I have learned a lot about cooking. Well, in in you know, I've known Tom. I uh, well, see, I think it's been about sixteen years since we've known each other. And you know, one of the things that I know you do a lot is you travel, and your travel always has a component of research and development in your in your culinary um, expertise. I, it, you know, just what I see on Facebook that you post, it always has some food component in it. Yeah, I, I have done these uh, culinary tours to Europe, and doing the research is one of my favorite parts of the whole process. I just love, it's like vicariously visiting other countries and other cultures and that kind of stuff, and I just love it. Yeah, you know, and and I was in for for a while. Um, this was not a this was not a food sensitive group, but it was. You, I think you called it the supper club or something, where you would choose a um, cuisine from around the world, and every everyone that was a part of this group, you know, we were we would divide up food and and talk about team building. I walked into a group of people that I never met in my life and because of the food, wham, <laughs> you know, we can we have something to communicate about. That was pretty amazing some of the things you put together. Yeah, it's it's uh it definitely brings people together uh, on common ground cuz most people love if they don't love cooking, they love eating. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There are some of those people that that have either been in your cooking classes or the supper club. Um, there's also a special event that is in San Francisco that um, we 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 are able to get on a list with you to um, sh- you know share share food and and it really is um, whether or not you're you're the one that's cooking or receiving or um, the reciprocal of that. It really um, it. It, it, I think, really puts down a lot of barriers about a lot of things if you can break bread with somebody for sure. Yes, I love that uh, part. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so we just have uh, um, about uh, two minutes. Um, can you tell us about any style of cooking that you would call a specialty? Yeah, you know, I get asked that question a lot, Kathleen. Uh, people are either asking me that question or they're asking me what's my favorite thing to cook. And it's just, mm. it's, it's so hard to answer that because I love all kinds of food. That's why I love the supper club because we get to visit different countries all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really focus on one style of cooking like Mediterranean or Asian or even American. The, the, the way that I've been answering the question for a while now is that my specialty actually is cooking for p- people with food allergies because mm-hmm. I know my way around you know, most of the major allergens like gluten and dairy and soy. In, in fact, I even have a special name for people with food allergies. I call them allergenistas. Mm. They're like people who love fashion are called fashionistas. Right. It's a made-up word that I borrowed from a chef in Chicago, so you won't find it in the dictionary, but it's a lot easier and faster to say than people with food allergies or sensitivities. <laughs> right. It almost gives it a little bit of... Um, you know, like a, a code of honor to wear that versus, oh, I've got food allergies, you know, to be able to. Yeah, it brings a little bit of humor <laughs> to it because it's often, you know, a very serious things for for people. Uh, and, and, and potentially deadly. Um, that's, you know, Correct. some of the things that, that I don't think people realize who don't have food allergies or pers- or think they don't have food allergies because they, they think that they don't want to give them up. But we're going to be talking more about that. Um, but first, I'd like to thank my sponsors. Um, they're E&B organizers, and they are a really lo- reliable organizing firm that's insured and bonded. Liquidating an estate can be daunting and emotionally draining. E&B Organizers handles all of your estate and business organizing needs with care, dignity, and with the highest integrity. Click on the banner ad to learn more. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. When we come back, I'll continue our discussion with Chef Tom. Don't go away. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Do you second guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. 
Kathleen Zemanski's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today by personal chef Tom Herndon. And today we're talking about team building through cooking. And before we went to break, we were talking about allergenistas. And Tom was telling us that it's a term uh, created by a chef from Chicago that he has fully embraced. So can you tell us more about the allergenista and what they need from a chef? Sure. As I said, allergenista was faster to say than uh, people with food allergies and sensitivities, so I just kind of adopted it as a bit of shorthand. And, then, you know, it's, it's a little bit of humor because uh, having food allergies can be pretty serious. Um, so, as I said before, everyone has to eat. Uh, most people eat at least three times a day. Some eat because they're simply hungry. But that means that when they're hungry, it's about how close is the food and how fast can I get it in my mouth. I know a few people like that. I'm married to one of them. (laughs) (laughs) And so by hiring me, uh, an allergenista with that kind of relationship with food simply has to go to the refrigerator, spoon out some already prepared foods, heat it up, and dinner's on the table in a matter of minutes. And there are other people like you and your husband uh, who are more like food enthusiasts. Uh, they love the texture, the flavors, the smells, the sights, where they are, who they're with. All that uh, is involved with the enjoyment of food and being with people around the table. And my food enthusiast customers also get to come home, open the fridge, and find a variety of tasty choices, but the choices made from foods that are safe for them to eat, so they're allergen-free depending on what their diets are. Most of my customers need me because I know how to shop, how to uh, convert recipes, how to cook foods that are safe. But they also often hire me because they, uh, they just don't have time to cook and they don't have time to shop and they don't have time to figure out the recipes that work for their diet. So I save people a lot of time and energy as well. And many people who have food allergies believe that they are being deprived, like I said earlier, because they are restricted to eating certain things only as opposed to anything that they want. And I understand how troubling that can be. Uh, um, Food is a very emotional experience, and my job is to provide a variety of healthy choices that are safe and to help people navigate that so that they start to heal and they start to feel better about themselves, they start to feel better physically. So that's why people hire me. 
Right. And, you know, I mean, it is, I mean, food is very experiential and you can have a good experience or a bad experience, good experience, you know, or, or an experience could be like the first one that you described is just opening up the fridge and shoveling in your mouth, whatever, or having a, a nutritious and um, nutrient field experience of whatever you eat makes you feel good so you know the question may even come up you know like what you know you know why am I having you on the program uh, on a business channel I really believe that health is your wealth and if you don't take care of yourself and you're down because of and you may not even know that food is the cause of some of your ailments. I mean, I hear all the time people saying that they have back problems or, you know, knee or headaches or I, I would say if they, you know, really thought about what they were putting in between their lips and down into their tummies, that probably is one of the reasons why they're not feeling so good. Now, I don't know if, you know, that's the cure of all, but I know that after following this for a couple of years now or several years now that when I'm on purpose with my food, I'm on purpose with my business. When I'm not, things are much harder. A foggy brain, it just, it it really does make a difference on, on the foods that, you know, you're able to create for people and even teach them. I mean, I think that's, you know, it's not just about, you know, here's the fish. You teach people how to fish. Um, so there, there's several roads to, to, to shut down. So, so what, what would, well, t- I want to, I want to agree with you really quick. Cause that, uh, sure. the thing that that's happened in the last few years is that people are tired of putting up the, the symptoms that, like you were talking about. They yeah. chalked it up to just feeling old yes. and they didn't know that they had anything to do about it. But now, once they're getting a little bit smarter about what they're eating, it's it's really changing the tide. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I... I, I I think I'm I'm pretty open about being 60, and I'm very proud of saying that I'm 60. I, you know, most people, most people, unless you are, you know, a classmate of mine, don't realize um, that you that I'm my age. And I think a lot of it has to do with what I put inside of my body. I know it does. I know it does. Yeah. And and again, when I slip, you know. This is birthday month, and I've had some slips this month, and I'm paying for it. <laughs> so it's it's getting back into the groove. Um, but it's easy to do because it's it's not as painless as it used to be. Of like, as you said, the deprivation. It it really isn't about deprivation. It's switching out things that I like anyway that I've I've grown to love. Um, it's yeah. just taking out the other stuff and saying no to one more glass of wine or, uh, you know, a cake because it's my birthday. Um, so anyway, this one is passed and, and, uh, now we can go on to, uh, you know, a healthier lifestyle or back to a healthier lifestyle. So anyway, so yeah. what is a typical day, um, in the life of Chef Tom look like? Well, let's see, if you were my Monday client, you would send me your menu for the week on Sunday. And I would create my shopping list. And on Monday morning, the day uh, your cook day, then I would go shopping. I'd uh, do all the cooking. I'd package it. I'd label it. And I'd place all that prepared food in your refrigerator and then leave the kitchen spotless. And that whole procedure takes anywhere from six to eight hours, depending on how complex the uh, menu is. I've had some people... Uh, where it's just more convenient that I cook it at my home and deliver it to them. And Mm -hmm. some people have me in their home and and do everything there. 
So when you say that they need to select their menu, do you give them some choices based on the analysis of, okay, I'm gluten-free, but I can have dairy, or I can ha- I, I'm not supposed to have bell peppers, or what, do you give them some choices, or how, how do they? Well, sure. Yeah. When, when I first interview you, uh, we'll go over all of your food allergies, so I'll know uh, what you can and cannot eat. And what I then do is I make a list that I call the yes list, which is all the stuff that you can eat, and I only cook with those ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it's it's much easier to focus on what you can eat than what you can't eat. Right. Um, but I know that going in, and then I have a whole list of um, dishes uh, on a menu that you can use as a starting point. So let's just say you wanted a typical uh, comfort food like beef stew. Uh, and you can't have carrots, or you can't have green herbs, or you can't have gluten. So I'd have to figure something else to help thicken the uh, sauce in the beef stew. And what I found was if you use organic instant mashed potatoes, it makes a nice thick sauce, and there's no gluten, there's no dairy or nothing. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, that, and that would be kind of a overall gravy kind of choice too right so like when you're doing exactly. the, I love like gravy at, at Thanksgiving every Thanksgiving that's where I kind of fall down the the steps a little bit because I, I I yep. still have yet to find you know dad stuffing and and gravy to to replace it but maybe we can work on that because <laughs> that cause <laughs> that's a tough ideas. one <laughs> that's a tough one that's a tough one so yeah. um Okay, so um, what I um, would like to uh, tell you about is that we're going to talk about um, Tom's cooking classes for corporations, but we're going to take a real short break, and we'll be back with Chef Tom, and we'll see you very soon. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology Reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. 
Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. I hope you enjoyed that last segment. I'm here today with special guest Chef Tom talking about team building through cooking. And when we were just before the break, we were talking about you doing um, classes where you actually bring in corporations and businesses to um, to do some sort of bonding. Now, how, how does that actually work when you're working with corporations? Well, about five years ago, I decided to do cooking classes for people. I found a venue in San Francisco that uh, it's called Cookhouse, and it was designed for uh, people coming in, bringing a large group. They seat, I think, 20, 22 people, mm-hmm. and then do a cooking event uh, for their friends and family. And I went up and I saw that, and I thought, wow, this would be a great place to do a cooking class. So I started that, and since they started, um, since they opened, I've already done 40 cooking events up there. So some of the people who attended the classes uh, were in corporations, and they approached me and asked if I could do a cooking class for uh, their company or a team that they belong to. And I jumped at the chance because I remember learning from a good friend of mine that the best way to get to know your fellow workers and to like and trust them is to actually do a project together, to roll up your sleeves as a team and try to accomplish something as a team. And team building is all about building trust and cohesion within the company. And the project um, that I gave to them was building something, and that something was a shared meal. So they have a certain time frame. uh, They get to use raw ingredients. uh, They break up into smaller teams, and each team has different instructions. And in the end, the whole thing comes together, and everyone can enjoy their success together by uh, enjoying this great, big, beautiful meal that they just uh, prepared together because they're all cooking at the same time uh, in the facility. And after doing a a few of these team-building events, I saw that even more accurately, I would call them team-bonding events because the folks who come out at the end of the evening, uh, just listening to them talk to each other, they just seem to be more deeply connected to each other. So that was like a very bonding experience. I know people are used to saying team-building, but I like the word bonding because it seems to... Maybe it'll be more about cohesion. Um, and one format that has been particularly successful is a combination treasure hunt and cooking event. So I send people out into the neighborhood, and they have their cell phones, and they're solving riddles and taking photos and videos, and they're performing crazy stunts, and they're involving strangers. And while they're out there, they're also collecting groceries, which they then bring back to cookhouse, and we cook a big dinner together. And it's been one of my most successful team bonding events that I've ever done. I was actually involved. I've I've gone to several um, cookhouse events and and 
for those of you who do know San Francisco, the cookhouse, it's a jewel of a building located on the edge of North Beach, and which is the Italian uh, uh, section of San Francisco and Chinatown. And so it's really an eclectic uh, neighborhood, and it's just rich with, with history, and it's a fun area of San Francisco. And I did the team bonding treasure hunt with um, a networking group that that I was involved in and still am. And it was an incredible experience. And then there were a couple of outsiders as well that just, you know, you're right. You know, when you're on a mission to do something, which is forage for your food in a in a very wonderful part of San Francisco, because it was quite fun and figuring out the riddles and and you know there were I think maybe three or four groups and then you know you know once we it, it was really nicely paced as well, um, Tom, because I I remember we had time to just sit at in the weather happened to be you know with us that day it wasn't foggy typical San Francisco which in that area it's not too bad anyway but we were able to sit outside and enjoy a glass of wine or a cappuccino depending on who you were at that particular um, day but our table we had a kind of a mix of that so we we really actually went further. Because we, of course, solved all of the treasures. Because you know, on our team, we, you know, I had we <laughs> you were on the little, smart team. <laughs> we, well, I wouldn't say the smart team. We had a little bit of advantage. We had two native San Franciscans. I'm not from California, uh, so I would have been stumped on many of the clues. But we had two native San Franciscan people on our team, and so they were able to solve the clues. Um, quickly and it, but it was a lot of fun and like you said we you know involved you know some of the tourists and we thought we were kind of crazy right, right, and right. and you know the vendors you know you must have set that all up because you know they were very friendly to us when we went in there and it, and you know it was like get a can of tomatoes here or get you know an olive oil <laughs> over over it was it was a blast and a half and then to go back to the cookhouse and cook it was pretty well, it was a lot of fun. It was experiential and fun. So it would, tell us a little bit about that format of when, you know, once we got once we got back to the cookhouse. And they're not all treasure hunts for those who are maybe not so athletically inclined, yeah. although it really wasn't. We didn't really sweat too much. It was like a four or five block radius. Um, but, you know, tell us about, like, the format once you, once you arrive at the cookhouse. Yeah, one of the, um, uh, the typical cook... Uh, cooking class is uh, uh, four hours. So you arrive, you have some hors d'oeuvres. Um, it's me and probably a, a fellow chef will uh, say things to kind of contextualize what we're going to be doing, talk about the cookbook that we're going to do, talk about the style of food that we're going to do, and then we break the whole group up into teams, uh, and each team usually has two recipes, and everybody cooks at the, at the same time. So the uh, this is the, my favorite part of the whole evening is that it's like almost two hours of complete chaos in the kitchen. Absolutely, and people are <laughs> <laughs> they're all cooking at close quarters, and they're you know uh, having wine and, and and enjoying each other's company and doing this and doing that, and then it all comes together at the very end where we set up a big buffet of all the food that we just cooked, and we get to sit and enjoy it and drink some wine and toast our success. It's just, it, I just love it completely. Yeah, it really, it, it it's a unique idea. It is so much fun. And, you know, it, it, I, I have so many memories from 
you know, all of the times that I've, I've gone, I haven't gone to all of them because you said you've had over 40 classes and obviously I couldn't make all of those. And some of them I wasn't even invited to because they were, you know, mm-hmm. private corporations, but um, they certainly do go down in the memory book. And I'm telling you, I'm saying this on air, I'm still looking for a cookbook out of you of some of these recipes that we cooked, you know, that we've done over the years and years. So hopefully we'll be seeing that that soon because it was such an incredible um, experience that, uh, you know, I wish I had some of those recipes. I know you sent them to me, but they're lost in some email somewhere, but I really would love to. Well, I've got them all. I've got them all. So we'll have to put something together. Well, maybe I can help you pick a good date for that, huh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you do um, these cooking classes in the Bay Area, but you also can do them across you know, the United States, or I'm sure even around the world, if if um, this there would be um, a, a call for it, correct? Yes, I, I was uh, invited to do the cooking class treasure hunt format for a company that had 90 people, and they wanted to do it in Miami. Wow. So I was, I had to, and they also wanted to have a uh, celebrity chef. I had to, I actually asked Google the right question and found a company that brokers famous chefs, including the big ones like Thomas Keller and um, Martha Stewart and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I uh, found that company and I was uh, researching the neighborhood so that they can do the same thing that they would do in North Beach, which is go around and solve riddles and and, um, uh, collect groceries and that kind of stuff. And the hotel that they were putting everybody up in uh, also had uh, capacity to do a large format cooking class. Mm. So yes, I can. This thing does travel well. Yeah, it does. It's very. It's a very unique idea. Very unique idea. Um, so okay. So um, tell us what's next for Chef Tom in Hitch, Hip Kitchen. Uh, well, my business partner Connie Brand and I are turning Hip Kitchen into more of a cooking event company. So I'm staying with the personal chef format as long as I can. But we're going to start adding more cooking events. Our next event is a barbecue and croquet picnic mm-hmm. in San Francisco, which is at the end of August. Well, I'm also partnering with, uh, oh, on that particular one, I'm partnering with a local barbecue um, company called Native Sons. And then I'm also partnering with a company called Dr. Clue to offer more treasure hunts and cooking class formats because he does treasure hunts for a living. And nice. we're joining forces to bring more things like that, especially to corporations. And then I'm, you know, writing up the plans for my fourth culinary adventure to Europe. Um, a dozen or so lucky people will be able to spend a couple of weeks with me in Barcelona and San nice. Sebastian in Spain, eating and seeing the sights and going on food and wine tours and enjoying the culinary culture of Spain. You know, one of the things that I know that you do, you really do do your research. I think it was uh, last year or last September, maybe, that you took a trip there to kind of pre-select um, um, where, you know, so it's it's not just like, oh, you're going online and just figuring it out. You actually go and research to make sure that... Yes, I spent uh, a couple of weeks in Barcelona and a week in San Sebastian. I completely fell in love with the people and with the cuisine, especially San Sebastian, they actually have 16 Michelin stars in this little uh, sleeping village, sleeping wow. fishing village. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the sleeper Michelin stars. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So, okay. Um, I 
I, I really actually would like to also talk about um, our experience together of doing the Time Blazer. And yes. because you've used it. And so, Tom, I believe that you have a, a marketing background. Is that correct? I, I was in marketing and advertising for seven years before I became right. a personal chef. Right. Well, you you are a first responder to the Time Blazer business management system, and it's in the sixth generation, and it's gone through several renditions before it it, it is where it is today. But the the Time Blazer, you know, is based on the Chinese calendar, so it's embedded with a millennium of ancient empirical wisdom. And I know that you have have used the Time Blazer. So can you just give us a brief um, description of how you've used it, and then um, we'll, we'll go forward from there. Well, one of my uh, famous uh, success stories with the Time Blazer was uh, announcing my very first cooking class on an auspicious day at an auspicious hour. And the cooking class itself was scheduled for an auspicious date. So I had all three of those going. My class sold out in one day. And it and was, was like yeah, go ahead. 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my mind was a little bit blown. I said, okay, this stuff works. <laughs> right, right. Well, in, you and, know, and it was, go ahead. No, I was just going to say from that point, I just started using it religiously and I would plan, um, my newsletters around it, I would plan my events around it, I would plan uh, uh, web blogs around it, all kinds of stuff. So I used it really well. Yeah, and, the, and the, on that particular day that you were talking about, that, that first event that you really went, oh my gosh, there is something to this. You know, I always, I always bring in person, space, and time, and the, the space really wasn't in, in this particular context, but it was, we were using your astrology as well because it was a day that in particular really matched up and aligned with you, and that's why you had um, so much success with it. And so I'm really happy that you were able to reap the benefits of you know this empirical wisdom because it really is um, a very empowering s- system. And I think that you know just like your food, when you're filling yourself up with the good energies of the food and you're using the good energies of the universe, you also um, are able to really reap the benefits of it. And so you were more in the flow than if you would have just chosen any haphazard day. That's exactly right, because I'm glad you said what you said, because I remember you working with me specifically on my chart, Mm -hmm. and that that particular day was, you know, like all the stars were aligned. (laughs) I don't know if that's a feng shui term, but, (laughs) you know... I, th- I think that w- that's a good usage of it. And that's, that's one of the things we're going to talk about after the break. And when we also come back, Tom has a special um, gift for you that he's going to tell you about. So more with Chef Tom and my weekly business feng shui astrology and timing tips. So stay with us. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Estate and Business Organizers Incorporated helps people manage transitions from one stage of life to another. Are you moving, downsizing an aging parent, or clearing out and distributing an estate of a loved one? Figuring out where to begin when a pile of possessions holds you back isn't easy. 
We can help you decide what to keep, donate, take to auction for sale, or recycle. Call us at 415-827-5529 for a complimentary assessment and help set up a plan of action. We help people all across the USA. Call 415-827-5529 or visit eborganizers.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski, and my guest today is Chef Tom. So we have, you know, talked a lot about um, the the foods that you are uh, putting into your body and corporate team building. And before we go into your um, free gift today, do you have any last words for our guests to help them understand how important food is to their body and their success? Well, I think I would answer it this way, Kathleen. I think I would answer, like, pay attention to how you feel physically because the food allergies, it sounds, it can sound very mysterious, but it's pretty specific. And most of the stuff that are called food, food allergies like gluten or dairy, uh, people, depending on their body, have different reactions, but they could manifest in anything like a skin rash or being kind of foggy-brained in the morning or feeling listless, it could manifest just about anywhere. And if, there's, if you're not feeling 100% vitality, you can chalk it up to feeling like you're getting older, or you can mm-hmm. actually check that stuff out. And the best thing to do is notice the, your diet and what you eat the most consistently, uh, the things that you eat most regularly, and consider... Uh, talking to a doctor and finding out if I got rid of this uh, particular diet, would my symptoms change? It's, I know it's kind of general, but that's the way to start. It's just to start um, paying attention to how you feel and, and, and trusting your body is telling you something uh, that you can um, then ask your doctor about. And food is a really practical 
uh, way of going about um, that rather than taking a pill, if you understand right. what I'm saying. Oh, I absolutely do understand what you're saying. You know, I had, uh, you know, I wasn't, I, I really couldn't figure out, you know, because I'm, I'm pretty active. Um, I, you know, thought I was eating really good food. And, you know, I'm Hungarian by descent. So I grew up on paprika. My mother put paprika right. on everything. You're talking about profiles. My mother had a yeah. paprika profile. She put it on spaghetti. She put it on Mexican food. Right. She put it everywhere. And lo and behold, when I, you know, here I am, you know, way into my adulthood, and I don't know any better because you know it's that comfort food that I comfort food that I know and sure. love, right? Because it reminds me of being a kid and you know some of the things that I used to eat and. So I I actually went through a blood test and I, I actually did work you know with the the, the nutritionist who you know ran, ran a blood plant panel because honestly I think if you just went to a regular MD not that they don't have their place in all of this but I don't know if most MDs in general would say oh you know you should get out well maybe they are doing that today I don't really know but when no, I first started no it's a good point this, I don't think it's quite. They haven't quite caught up with it, it yet. Yeah, yeah. Folks and, that are and, like nutritionists and people right. who deal with nutrition. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But anyway, it, you know, the thing that, that I realize, I didn't realize, because when you said when you eat foods constantly over and over again, and but I never connected that paprika and a number of other things, you know, gluten yeah. and dairy, I was intolerant to those too. But that cocktail of gluten, dairy, and paprika Holy smokes, was that making me not feel good at all? And I, and you know, I was eating, you know, you know, very high end breads, and you know, very, you know, yeah. you know, French cheeses. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I was like yeah. not depriving myself when it came to the quality, but the quality for my body was quite, quite negative. And until I yeah. knew that and, and and backed off of those foods, now I can eat them now with some discretion. Um, but I, I really do need to be careful. So, you know, yes, every once in a while I can have some paprika and every once in a while, you know, some gluten and things like that. But um, my nutritionist probably wouldn't, wouldn't agree with that last statement about the gluten. But, you know, I think all things in, in proportion um, was a lot better than how I was living my life before. So anyway, so you have a um, gift for us, Tom. Can you tell us a little bit about that gift? Yeah, this is a, um, it's a PDF, which can be downloaded, and um, I did a series of three cooking classes with a good friend and fellow chef, his name is Stanley, who you know, Stanley Lee, uh, from the new Terraval Cafe in San Francisco, and they were based on our three favorite cookbooks, and one of my favorites of that series was a cookbook called Jerusalem, the chef is Yotam Otolenge, he's from Israel, Mm. so what the gift is, is a uh, cookbook with the eight recipes that we did in our class, and they're all allergen-friendly, of course, um, and l- listeners can just download it from their cookbook online. Okay, and then um, how, and, and do they just go to your blog or your website, or how do they, how do they find that? Yeah, I think I, I submitted a, a, um, a web address that they can uh, click on, and uh, they'll see it right there, and it's really easy to download. Okay, so we'll put that uh, up um, post-production, but if they would go to like um, hipkitchen.com uh, or something like that, will they be able to find you? How do they find you? 
Yeah, just go to hipkitchen.com and then um, there's a newsletter right there, but we will put up that URL post-production. Um, it's quite a long URL and I don't know if it would translate real well um, on the radio, so we'll we'll definitely get that up um, uh, right after your show. We'll, can, we'll put that up. And I can, send you a, I can send you a shorter one too to make it easier for folks. Okay. Well, we can do that, you know, um, um, after your show um, airs. So, all right. Well, thank you, Tom, for um, coming today. It was a pleasure to have you um, sit around and chat. I wish we had little snacks to share with everybody, but hopefully they're um, (laughs) sipping on some nice uh, uh, healthy hydration of some sort and some healthy snack. What is a healthy snack? What would you say is a healthy snack that kind of across the board, if um, we had to... Uh, make a smart food choice right now if we've got a little bit of hunger, what would it be? I would go for uh, crudite, which is like um, sticks of celery and carrots and hummus. Hummus is usually pretty fit, um, easy for most people. Uh, mm-hmm. It's made from chickpeas, and it's a very easy thing to either make yourself or to buy uh, on the shelf, and you can get it organic as well. But that's it's very filling. It's nice and savory. I like the crunch. It's one of my favorite um, mm-hmm. Appetizers. Nice, nice. Well, thank you for that last uh, little, little um, piece of appetite there to to keep us healthy. So, anyway, I want to go back to um, how Tom helped me about the Time Blazer because this is really, um, I think, uh, the game changer that happened not only in my business but also helping others. When I first um, introduced this technology, this is the sixth generation in 2016. It had gone through several renditions, but um, the the system is based on the Chinese calendar, and Tom was very pivotal in helping engineer this technology to what it is today. So what I needed was a layperson to who somebody, I was choosing dates for him, like he had talked about before, you know, to introduce classes and things like that, but I wanted it to go into the hands of people like, like Tom or other business um, owners who could do this on their own. So he really helped me like take this very coded um, almost practitioner level uh, language and then and I would have to admit it was a bit overwhelming for my customers but then you know we brought it down and disseminated it down into you know a business um, planner that was embedded with this ancient wisdom and what you would use that for is to make good business decisions like forging partnerships like I talked about earlier today or launching websites, products, services, programs. So here is my tip and it is a bit of a gift is go to bit.ly forward slash free glance so that's b-i-t dot l-y forward slash free glance g-l-a-n-c-e I've decided to give you the month at a glance for free and so this is just one piece of the time blazer that to receive this empowering information for you to help make wise business choices. So you can either save the month on your desktop or print it in color, but do keep it in color because the color coding is part of the value of it. So look for the green or yellow days. They're going to be the ones that are the most vibrant. And then the non-color days, they're a bit too unstable to do important activities. So please keep in mind, I want to erase all superstition here. It's just because a day doesn't have color doesn't mean you're going to take off work and bury your head. It, it, I just want you to make the most of the days of 
the, 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 you know, the first layer of the system. And it's a good planning tool when you're planning um, programs and um, launching websites and things like that. So then there's another indicator of um, the color. There's a purple color at the beginning of each month that indicates when the month begins in the Chinese calendar so just kind of look for the green yellow days those are the ones that are most important and the most vibrant and then getting deeper into the system obviously is when we have um, where the good hours are like Tom tapped into but that's for the full 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 program but um, for the free part I'd really like you to experience that so that's my tip for today is download that calendar and use the calendar and you'll get one every month once you um, log into bit.ly forward slash free glance for the month at a glance of the Time Blazer business management system. And so here we are at the end. Tune in next week for another exciting episode on illuminating feng shui when we'll be talking to money alchemist Morgana Ray. She has a unique way to attract prosperity and you're not going to want to miss this one. Until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Illuminating Feng Shui is brought to you by estate and business organizers. We work with clients who seek order in a cluttered world. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.